Hello and welcome to Sharp China. I'm Andrew Sharp, and you are listening to a free preview of today's episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Sharp China. I'm Andrew Sharp, and on the other line, Bill Bishop. Bill, how you doing? Good. Hey, Andrew. How are you? Hi, everybody. I'm doing okay. You know, it's a beautiful day in D.C. Life is good. The smoke is gone. The smoke is gone. Uh, I will say there's never a dull moment on the U.S.-China front. That is the party that never stops here. Um, but yeah, it's good to be back. Yes, it is. Uh, and the party, the party is everywhere, as they say, as Xi Jinping likes to say. Here, there, Cuba. Um, as a reminder, you can email us at email at sharpchina.fm. We love hearing from you. And we'll kick things off with an update to last week's news. The visit for Secretary of State Anthony Blinken is officially on the schedule now. He's set to arrive in Beijing this weekend for meetings that begin on June 18th. So we can start there, Bill. Do you have thoughts on the scheduling and what we've learned about the visit in the past week or so? Uh, yeah. So actually, I think the Chinese have not officially confirmed, but the U.S. side, I mean, they're definitely working towards him being there on the 18th. Okay. Uh, last I had heard, um, just that the, the Chinese side was, it's never easy, but they were they were not making it easy to sort of get all the arrangements set. Um and so there's still some loose ends to tie up. But at, at this point, it looks like he will be going. Uh, not at all clear what uh, what any concrete outcomes there will be, if there will be any. Um, and certainly um, not, I think, uh, we shouldn't have a lot of high expectations for the trip. As we have discussed repeatedly, I think we both agreed that we he, he should have not canceled this trip over the balloon in February it's a very different um, state of the relationship right now. If, if he had gone while the balloon was flying over the U.S., uh, it probably would have been a more successful or useful visit for the U.S. because the Chinese were a bit on the um, a bit on the defensive, and the U.S. had a bit of leverage. Uh, since he canceled, you know, things have kind of switched. The U.S., as we've talked about, looks more eager to talk, uh, at least to send Blinken, than the Chinese look to have him visit again. Uh, mm-hmm. And so uh, it, it certainly has flipped the dynamic a little bit. And I think the U.S. is uh, uh, it, it's again, I think it's good he's going, but I, 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 I don't have high hopes for a lot of significant material outcomes. So when you say the PRC is making things difficult with the arrangements for travel, is that just like locking in certain meetings, security arrangements, like how exactly could they make this more complicated than it needs to be? Meetings and sort of what are they going to talk about, anything they can try to agree on. One day, maybe later in the summer, we can record like an eight hour podcast that's like a forensic investigation of how exactly the U.S. ceded all the leverage over the last six or seven months with this relationship after, I mean, not a whole lot has changed in the wake of the spy balloon incident, uh, but somehow the tables have been flipped and I guess the the U.S. is going to Beijing at a disadvantage leverage-wise. Well, well, it certainly has made him look like the U.S. is more eager to send Blinken than the Chinese are to have him at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure we'll have a lot more to say about whatever the meetings turn into on the way out of that trip on next week's episode. Um, But in the midst of the news that he's likely going to be traveling to Beijing this weekend, 
There was also this report from the Wall Street Journal last week. They write, China and Cuba have reached a secret agreement for China to establish an electronic eavesdropping facility on the island in a brash new geopolitical challenge by Beijing to the United States, according to U.S. officials familiar with highly classified intelligence. An eavesdropping facility in Cuba, roughly 100 miles from Florida, would allow Chinese intelligence services to scoop up electronic communications throughout the southeastern U.S., where many military bases are located, and monitor U.S. ship traffic. On Wednesday evening, John Kirby, spokesman for the National Security Council, said he couldn't comment on the details of the Wall Street Journal's reporting. On Thursday, after publication of this article, Kirby said, this report is not accurate without providing any details. Now, since then, Bill, correct me if I get any of this wrong, but it appears the Biden administration has pivoted to confirm that China does, in fact, maintain a spy facility in Cuba. They have done so since before 2019. And when the NSC spokesman claimed the journal reporting was not accurate, they now claim that was true because the journal reported that China had agreed to establish a spy station in Cuba when, in fact, that spy station had already been established. Am I construing that accurately? Uh, basically, I mean, it was a it was a it was a truthy pivot by the um spokesperson where you had both the White House and a Pentagon spokesperson deny the Wall Street Journal report. And then they sort of said, well, actually, it's sort of true, but maybe they got some details wrong. Um, and then <laughs> it, they went to to blame the and said, oh, but the Trump guys knew about it, too, because um, it happened during Trump. It was just it was really so. And the problem for them, one is is, is what I've heard is actually, you know, the Chinese have, have had a has, spying facility there for quite some time, including in during the activities during the Obama administration. So I think, you know, the, the, the Biden administration did the same thing with the balloon where, where finally they said, oh, well, the Trump guys knew about these balloons too, right? Which mm-hmm. then, of course, wasn't totally accurate in terms of sort of what the balloon, sort of what was happening. It was, you know, very much a political maneuver. This, again, is just like trying to play politics with this. I think that Ultimately, one is no one should be surprised. The Soviets had 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 facilities on Cuba. I think the, I think the Chinese are using some or some of the same facilities. Um, this is what big powers do. Uh, two, it, it, again, you know, we do this to China yep. uh, in various ways. So again, no one should be surprised if the Chinese do this this close to the U.S. What it means in terms of actual national security risk, I don't know. Obviously, people are, you know, there's it's a very charged environment. You know, Cuba, Cuba is almost or maybe even more, more sort of a complicated and fraught and in some ways toxic um, domestic political topic or, or issue in the U.S. than China is. Mm-hmm. So you've got these two sort of mixing together. And, you know, I think... Um, I would not be surprised if there are going to be more revelations soon about what uh, about the Chinese activities in uh, Cuba. And depending on what is reported, it could make the political sort of some of the domestic uproar even greater. Um, you know, this, I think, is an issue that is has not played itself out in uh, both the media or in domestic politics. Ultimately, you know, it, it's just one of those things where 
for whatever reason, the first instinct of the Biden administration was to deny. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that just was a, had nothing to do with China, but that just was a, you know, within about 24 hours or less, or less than 24 hours from that original Wall Street Journal report, I think like Reuters, New York Times, there were several political, more, yeah. they all confirmed it. And so then the question is, and one of the, one of the sort of this, the parlor games, you know, certainly one of the, one of those bits of speculation is, okay, who leaked this to the Wall Street Journal? You know, mm-hmm. some people said, oh, you know, somebody's trying to torpedo the Blinken trip to China again, right? This always happens. Um, I, I don't know. I've also heard that actually it was people who were upset about potentially some shifting in the Biden policy towards Cuba. And so they were trying to, to, ah, interesting. so we don't know, but it's like, again, it's very, they're both very complicated and toxic and fraught issues. And, you know, the problem is, is it's something that, you you know, you can't ignore it for whatever reason, the Biden guys were trying to keep it quiet and they claim they were, you know, they were aware and they've been pressuring Cuba and then other countries where the Chinese were doing similar things to shift their policies or not work with the Chinese. I think that, um, you know, but they're doing it privately. Right. Uh, I don't know. Um, I think, you know, the other issue may be that this particular sort of spying facility facilities in Cuba um, may be part of some sort of a bigger package related to the Belt and Road Initiative, the BRI. Right. And and that's the type of thing that could play out over the next several days and Yeah. Weeks. And, and then it'll look like, okay, so the Chinese are really, you know, a huge presence in, you know, America's backyard, right? Mm-hmm. All right. And that's the end of the free preview. If you'd like to subscribe and receive full episodes of this show, you can do that in two ways. First, you can go to Sinicism.com and sign up for Bill's newsletter, which will also give you access to all of our Sharp China shows. Or if you want to receive all our Sharp China episodes, along with daily analysis of the tech business from Ben Thompson, several other podcasts about technology, and more shows that we'll be adding in the months to come, you can click the link in your show notes and subscribe to Stratechery Plus. 